Hello everybody and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, volume 7, issue 309. It's Yoshi's Woolly World. You can play along with our podcast, Cane and Rinse. We cover a different game, each issue of the show, and the next five we have lined up for you are Bioshock Infinite, and we'll also be looking at The Burial at Sea, DLC. Uh, following that, it's a relatively short game, but uh, no doubt a long and in-depth discussion regarding actual sunlight. Following that, to tie in with the release of the imminent and long-awaited movie, we're going to talk about the original <laughs> Rampage coin-op, and some of its sequels as well. After that, we return to our Resident Evil retrospective, and we'll be up to Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. And following that, it's a little look at a mobile puzzle game called Marvel Puzzle Quest. Head to canarince.com for the full schedule up to the end of the year, and also for links to our forum and various other things that we do. We have a blog with articles and a YouTube channel and various other social spaces. And if you enjoy what we do, you can support us and get each of these podcasts a week early. If you go to patreon.com slash and and pledge the minimum amount of a dollar or more if you wish, which is currently about 73 pence or 0.89 of a euro, that's for our month's entertainment getting every podcast in advance and it really helps us keep on doing what we're doing and justify the amount of time and effort we put into it if you're not interested in patreon there's a paypal link on the homepage. you could also support us by buying a cool t-shirt or a nifty bag at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk slash cane and rinse again there's a link right there on the homepage. and now we also offer an amazon associates link which really doesn't make much difference for you but if you if you click through it and then do some shopping on amazon uh, I think that's uh, specifically the .co.uk Amazon. Yes, it must be, in fact. Uh, so, yes, sorry, uh, US and elsewhere listeners, but uh, it's harder to set up because of where we're based. But yes, Amazon.co.uk, click via the link, and we get a little percentage uh, based on what you buy for sending you their way. So that's all good. We also have another podcast, Sound of Play, which comes out every Wednesday and allows us to talk about our love of video games, music, and the games that the music comes from. And best of all, we'd love you to subscribe and review and rate the shows wherever you can and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, of course. And thank you for listening and supporting us in the ways listed above. Now joining me, Leon Cox, in issue 309 are Darren Gargett. Yoshi says Nintendo, right? Hello. What? I can't work it out. You know, he goes Nintendo. He says Nintendo, doesn't he? The, the little, oh, OK. I, I, yeah, I was just listening to it now and I just think, is that... Yeah, he says Nintendo. Yeah. I'm sure he does. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was hoping for an impression rather than just you saying that Yoshi says something. There was one in the middle there. Were you listening? Yeah, oh, good point. Good See? point. Subtle, Hello, Darren. Subtle. <laughs> I know Mikhail would have come out with a, with a, a, a wicked sound alike. So over to Joshua Garrity. Hello there. Yeah, he's not doing it. He's not playing. Boring. <laughs> and and Leah Haydu. I don't have an impression, but um, I hope you're all prepared for me to make lots of high-pitched squeaky noises, because that's probably going to happen. Uh, that's good. an impression, that'll, surely. Sort of, yeah. sure. That'll do, that'll do. Uh, I would also like to point listeners in the direction of a couple of previous shows that are relevant to this one, if you haven't listened before. We covered Super Mario World and Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Uh, back in Kana Rinse issue 113. And we also took uh, a little mini tour of some of the other Yoshi games in that show. 
a number of second party developers and in-house teams at Nintendo have had a go at doing Yoshi games to uh, more or less success. And we also covered, even earlier than that, uh, Goodfield's previous uh, game of this sort of series, or at least a previous Goodfield game where they took on an established uh, Nintendo IP and turned it into soft materials. Kirby's Epic Yarn back in Kane and Rince 43. So do check those out. Mm. I'm very uh, disappointed game... I wasn't around for that uh, for that Kirby's Epic Yarn show. That... Well, <laughs> I'm still hoping. I'm hoping for the uh, HD double pack of uh, of that one and this one uh, for the Switch. Day one. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, uh, known in Japan simply as Yoshi Wool World. Um, that's just a grammatical quirk, I suppose. Uh, it was first announced by uh, the late Satoru Iwata, RIP, back in January uh, 2013, under the tentative title of Yarn Yoshi. It was uh, always already said to be in development by Goodfeel, with uh, Nintendo's Mario and Zelda stalwart Takashi Tezuka supervising the project. Tezuka of Yoshi says... And this is so endearing. There is a certain key phrase that I have. It's amazing, Yoshi. I always want to put in the element of surprise and I want to make it a game that brings a smile to your face just by owning it. Uh, the game did not appear at E3 that year, but was playable the following year, 2014, and given a tentative release time frame of the first half of 2015. Early Yarn Yoshis more closely resembled the outline design as seen in Kirby's Epic Yarn. And during uh, levels, Yoshi started out being made just of some yarn threads in his shape. Then using his tongue, the player could swallow Shy Guys to turn Yoshi into a three-dimensional Amigurumi crochet form, which uh, are these uh, yeah, very sweet uh, traditional Japanese knitted or crocheted little cute figurines, which is basically what all the all the knitted figures in the game are, amigurumi. Uh, and one, I think, sadly abandoned concept involved amigurumi Mii's. So it would take your Mii's from your Wii U and turn them into mm. this amigurumi knitted yarn style, and you could ride about on Yoshi in the levels. Um, I'm really sad that didn't make it yeah. in. Uh, uh, the interesting thing, I, I haven't compared you know, every single last name, but I was looking at the credits and it seems that most of the names who worked on this didn't didn't actually specifically work on Kirby's Epic Yarn. Uh, it's a different director at Sushi Kono and uh, most of the planners and game design concept, conceptual people and uh, art director Ayana Otsuka uh, are different to that which uh, that those who worked on Kirby's Epic Yarn. In my head, it was pretty much the same team, but it turns out it's actually not. Um, Goodfield, who those who don't know, uh, was set up by a former Konami uh, employee, uh, Etsunobu Ebisu, back in 2005, and he immediately approached Nintendo, asked... Uh, that they could work on a, a Nintendo game. They worked on a few bits and bobs, but uh, the main uh, the main uh, project for them back in 2008 on the Wii was Wario Land Shake It, uh, which was is a game I'd love us to cover at some point because I've never played it. Um, and from there, they went on to uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn, but they've also worked on some of the Street Pass games for 3DS. They did the giant battles in Mario and Luigi Dream Team. And uh, yeah, and actually... Pucci and Yoshi's Woolly World was the last uh, full game that they released and the next one will be Yoshi. We don't we still don't know what that's called do we? It's just called Yoshi at this point. The, yeah, I don't the think they've, game. they've uh, come up with or come out with uh, any other uh, 
subtitles or anything like that yet. They just revealed the Kirby, didn't they? So uh, Yoshi, I'm sure, will be revealed soon, uh, out this year, I think. Uh, Talking of Yoshi's voice, it's actually ever going all the way back, I think, think to uh, Yoshi's Story, which is one of Nintendo's in-house attempts at doing a Yoshi game post Super Mario World 2, which was obviously kind of, uh, you know, a a key uh, EAD title. Um, Kazumi Totaka, the man who is the inspiration for Totakeke in Animal Crossing and writes loads of the music for Nintendo, actually, he provided the voice for Yoshi, obviously. It's pitched up. Um, and he also wrote the main theme for this game, which you'll hear uh, at the start of this podcast, you'll have already heard, and you'll hear remixed in several different formats throughout the game. Uh, so, yeah, Etsunobu Ebisu, the Goodfield main guy, used to work at the uh, on the Gambare Goemon series for Konami before uh, working on uh, Wario Land, and uh, the game came out in PAL first. It was released in June 2015. The only game in the Yoshi series to be released in PAL regions before anywhere else came out in Japan the following month. And then North America was October 2016. (laughs) You had to wait. How does it feel, Leah? Not good. It didn't feel good. I actually do remember that because it was... It's it's not even just those games. Generally, uh, in in more recent times at least, Mm. either games will come out uh, at the same time, in, in yeah. and that's becoming more common, which is great, I think. Yes. Uh, or they'll come out slightly earlier in um, in Japan, uh, or definitely um, in the U.S. You know, a little bit before they come out in uh, in Europe. And this was completely the opposite. And I just was very, given how much I loved Kirby's Epic mm. Yarn, I was just horrified that I had to wait several yes. months. Um, Welcome to our world. Yeah, that it was, was not, yeah. I don't like that. That's not, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do that anymore. <laughs> the game was released once more under a slightly new title of Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World, bringing the uh, the little dog who was first seen all the way back in that uh, Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo in 1995 originally to the fore and a series of stop motion animations, which also feature in the actual game, I believe, um, in, with a sort of trivia quiz based around them. It's like 30 odd. They're all like um, 30 seconds or a minute long or something like that. Yeah, best part of a minute long, I think, each one. And it's Poochie and various coloured Yoshis made out of yarn, uh, just doing really simple little vignettes of, you know, nonsense. Um, quite adorable, I think. There's even a making of video out there on YouTube. That came out in Japan first this time, January 2017, everywhere else February 2017, just last year at the time of recording. Jobo Bonobo from the forum at Kane Rinse says, since I played the 3DS version, I got to try out the Poochie courses, which I was absolutely glued to. Whenever I unlocked one, I would not proceed in the main game until I 100%ed those runner levels. The graphics are gorgeous, even on my 3DS screen, and the soundtrack was a real delight, with a lot of tunes refusing to leave my head. So I just wanted to actually cover this off because I don't think any of us mained the 3DS game. No. Uh, Darren, you've had a little look at it. Uh, do the graphics hold up for you, and did you get to try in the demo any of these Poochie sort of free runner levels or whatever no you get two yoshi based levels and you get the option to do mellow mode and normal mode which i tried both and yeah um yeah so no no poochie sadly it looks nice you know it looks as you'd expect a kind of a a squashed down version of the wii u version Mm -hmm. so yeah no complaints here and i played it with my little 19 month old daughter laughing her head off every time yoshi did the straining (laughs) noise so she's definitely beautiful definitely my kid (laughs) She's already got the sense of humour right down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. 
<laughs> Trademark Gargette, that is. Uh, okay. Um, the game reviewed, I would say, well, but not really as well as one might have expected. Does Is that me saying in so many words, underrated? <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Because I'm, I'm saying that... Uh, I think maybe I don't know. I don't know let, what I let think. Let me help but... you out here. Most Nintendo first party titles tend to be like ninety ish. Yeah. Or if not better. Yeah, and this averaged from uh, over fifty reviews on the Wii U, seventy eight point five percent, which is not to be sneezed at. But it's uh, it's yeah, it's lower than you might have expected. Mm. I shall say, rather than underrated, which is a banned word. Uh, the 3DS version reviewed ever so slightly lower at 77%, but that's from half as many reviews, so who knows if it had had 50 reviews, might have uh, perked up that percentage a little bit. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World launched in Japan with around 31,000 physical copies sold. After two weeks, 43,000 copies were sold. In the UK, it entered the charts in fourth place, which is actually probably about you know par or a bit better for a a Wii U game at that point. Mm. Um, as of March 2016, the game had worldwide sales of 1.37 million copies, which actually sounds surprisingly healthy for a, a Wii U exclusive. Uh, the DS version sold 80% of its initial shipment in Japan, but entered the UK charts in 20th place. So I guess people didn't have the appetite for a for a second version, or even those who uh, hadn't got the Wii U version just didn't seem to have that much interest in having it on the 3DS, which is curious. Anyway, so we've heard a little bit about your history, Leah, in that you had to wait yeah. to get the game. But when, when it did come out, did you pick it up straight away? And I suppose I think one very relevant thing with this game is how much have you played it? How There's a lot to do if you do everything. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a simple completion and there's there's a there's a, a, a much further task you can set yourself. So oh, yes. where do you? Where do you uh, stand? I'm, with, I'm somewhere in the world? middle. Um, I, I did pick it up right away uh, because I'd been looking forward to it and uh, knowing that my my UK friends had uh, had, had it for months already. I, it was very, very sad for me. But yes, I, I did pick it up right away. Um, and I didn't uh, go quite as hard on it as I did on uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn, um, which I did 100%. Uh, I did not. And I think that um, the difference here, one of the main differences for me was that um, while this is not a difficult game, it is more difficult than Kirby was. And that that I don't think that that's anything out of the ordinary. Kirby games mm. tend to be extremely easy. Yes. Uh, so I, I wasn't really surprised by that. But this game is, um, aside from being just gorgeous, it, it is more mechanics heavy. There is more of a, a game in there. Um, so it uh, it would lend itself very well to the collectathon if you wanted to go that direction. I didn't quite go there. I, I went back to a few levels. Um, I, if there was a, um, a costume, and I'm sure we'll talk about those in, in, in a bit, um, or a, a yes. skin for Yoshi that... Mm -hmm. um, that I don't I, like talking about Yoshi skin. I, I prefer, <laughs> I prefer like, outfit. Uh, or... Sure, yeah. His, um, his looks. <laughs> if there his was epidermis. a different look for Yoshi that, uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that I especially wanted to see, then then yeah. I might go back in or if I was very close to getting all of the the little yarn skeins in a level I might go back in uh, but yeah. I didn't uh, go to the extent of 100%ing everything sure. um, I just kind of got to where I felt satisfied with it and, and continued on okay and Josh I think you've played this one uh, for the show right yes I, I finished it uh, the day of recording so um, <laughs> I was 
I mean, I got what collectibles I could get, but this is very much a kind of credits uh, I count as a completion for this title rather than uh, rinsing it completely. Hmm. Okay. Darren, did you buy it as soon as it hit the shelves? Yeah, looking at my Twitter stamp of, you know, um, trace of words that I've left behind, I had it on the 26th of June and I was talking about first impressions and just how well it played. Um, But so, yeah, had it day one, no doubt about it. Um, especially after the Kirby's Epic Yarn recording, I was well up for another game of a similar vibe. And, you know, Kirby mm. and Yoshi, they're definitely flip and flop. They're, they're like, you know, they're, they're the, in my head, they sit in a very specific bracket in Nintendo's development cycle, you know. There's, there's always these two games that they always come out near enough within a year of each other. And they, they serve platforming needs, but for a different audience. Whereas you've got your Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze and, you know, the Returns, which mm. offer a different experience. Um, so I was a bit cautious playing a Yoshi game on day one because I don't really get on with them that well. Um, in, in in that, I mean, I, f- I always find them a bit too easy and therefore boring. Um, right. So you know, I, yeah. So I played it through to completion on day one, and um, but before that, we had this Smash Brothers Woolly stage, which vi- oh, visually yes. let oh. me let me down, and I was like, oh man, if they're going to do a Woolly level, you know, in Smash Brothers, and it doesn't look good. Oh, what, what they better crank it up a notch for the um the actual game, and I guess we'll talk about mm. the visuals later on. But yeah, mm. um, I, I was excited for it, you know, based on Smash Brothers, based on Kirby's Epic Yarn, and you know, I picked it up day one, and yeah. Okay, and how sort of far into collecting all the things have you done? Ooh, um, okay, I don't know exactly because I haven't got my disc. Um, but I, if I know, if I go based on previous experiences with me with platform games, I get to the point where I'm swearing at the screen and I turn it off. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think I got to like World 3, based on my Twitter timeline stamp of words. Um, it looks like I got to World 2-7, got angry with all the um, collectibles, and I, <laughs> I guess I started scanning in Amiibos for costumes and uh, yeah, felt better about my life. Um, so yeah, mm. I reckon I got about halfway for collectibles and went, eh, I've had my, uh, I've had my fill, but you know. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we're going to talk about this, but um, I got this game... On, I think on release day, uh, it was a birthday present. So it was uh, my birthday was on 21st of June. So uh, just slip that in there. Um, and uh, so I think uh, my girlfriend said that I'll get it for you when it comes out. So I, I got a digital download because um, they were giving away the um, virtual console version of Yoshi's Touch and Go the old DS game, um, which is, uh, it, you know, there, there there are some issues with DS games on the Wii U, but uh, but I didn't have my physical copy anymore. So uh, that was a nice little bonus. Oh. And then Amiibo. We can talk Amiibo on this show. We haven't got a chance to do this many times on Kane and Rinse so far, but I think it was for the following Christmas, a few months later, uh, I got my, or was it for that birthday? I can't quite remember. Anyway, Blue Yarn Yoshi. One of just uh, four or five Amiibo that I have. And Leah, you've got a pink one. I do. And I, I'm kind of in the same uh, boat where I I do not have very many Amiibo. Um, I just have a couple of, uh, I have a couple of Zelda ones and um, my, my Yarn Yoshi. And that's kind of it. Uh, I think that might have been the first Amiibo that I got. Um, because I yeah. just, I wasn't... Mine too, I, I think. I just didn't really want... And I, I got extremely unhealthily into Skylanders when that first came out and mm. I did not want that to happen again. So the slippery slope. I would yes. Yeah. So I was kind of I was kind of 
staying a, a slight distance away from Amiibo, but that one, that one I did want because um, he's adorable. Yeah. There is also, and I do not have this, but it's been on my Amazon wish list for quite some time uh, because I keep tracking the price on it. There is Giant. a, yeah, there's a very large mm. yarn Yoshi, um, just the size of, yeah. I guess, just a regular um, uh, stuffed animal. Plushy Yoshi. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that it was Japan only. I know it didn't officially come out in the US. Did well, it officially come out in Europe? Do you guys it, know? It, yep. Yeah, definitely. It did? Yeah. I saw one in town yesterday <laughs> being sold in a secondhand shop oh. for far too much money. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, and it did make me, it did remind me that I didn't have one, but I do have uh, another plush Yoshi. Yes, I'm a 45 and a half year old man. What of it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I have several I, yeah, plush love, Pikachu, it's fine. <laughs> I love my, I love my blue yarn Yoshi. Um, and I was, I was always a bit of a, I got to say, um, I always thought Poochie was a bit of a Poochie in the Simpsons sense. Back in the day, I, I I thought that Poochie in Yoshi's Island was a was a bit of a poochification of of Yoshi. Um, but I've I've I think it might be those stop frame animations. Uh, I've come round to Poochie, and so yeah, I do need I do need a a yarn Poochie at some point. I believe they were originally only with only bundled with the uh, the 3DS version. I. I think that that's correct they they did release them because i have one and i did not i never picked up the 3ds version mm, right. uh but i did when they when they put out the uh the yarn poochies i did pick one of those up as well anyone else um i've got the the regular yoshi the plastic one and i've got the blue woolly one and i wanted all the other ones but i thought oh man i can't buy f seven different yoshis when you've got i don't know <laughs> math you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. when it comes to things like this and I get carried away, I I have to set some sort of rules and duplicates yes. don't go on my shelf. So I, I, I haven't got any like okay. Mario Party series Yoshi and Smash Brothers Yoshi because there's, there's too many to buy. And I, I refuse to have, well, I've, I haven't said that. I have got a yarn Yoshi and a plastic Yoshi. So maybe I broke my own rules. But yes, I have a blue mm. yarn Yoshi and I wanted that giant one for ages. And hearing that it's gone up in prices kind of hurt me a little yeah. bit because it was 20 quid in game and yeah. I went I'm not paying 20 quid oh, for that I should have done yeah have. it's more like double that now yeah yeah I, I don't think I don't yeah. think I've seen one so far that's under about 60 dollars so yeah 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 you snooze you lose yeah, um, apparently mm, uh, and also scanning other uh, Nintendo amiibo into the game will get you different uh, outfits mm. different yarn versions so you you can get a Mario and, and whatever else right yeah, yeah, it's nice. Cool. Okay, let's move on to the actual game. And I think we have to start with the visuals, the art design and the graphics. Thinking about it both both aesthetically and uh, we'll talk a little bit technically afterwards as well. Suits from the forum says the game looks beautiful. A real stop you in your tracks game that I think made the Wii U stand next to its more powerful cousins and still put in a good performance. I enjoyed the clever design aspects of it in the material that created the world. The button, pins, creases, felt, wool and clear plastic bits and bobs really all came together and gave the game such a good aesthetic. Quite a few times I'd call my wife in to look at the imagination used to create the levels. They didn't look close to what they were supposed to be. They nailed it. It's not a realistic look, although it is in a way, but it's a fun toy box sort of look that just fits so well into the Nintendo mold and something that they pull off very well, I think. Darren, visuals, graphics, mm. art. Mm -hmm. What's your what's your opinion on Yoshi's Wii so, World? After playing the Smash Brothers level based on, you know, the same game in which you're mm. you know, in a traditional Smash Brothers style, you know, the, the level transforms, so you're up in the sky and you see little, you know, 
stitched bits of wall and all this and that. And I just thought to myself, you know what? The visuals aren't as good as I'd like them to be. But, you know, it's, mm. it's part of a set of levels. I gave it a pass. Um, then the full game comes out. And it from, from the off, when I watched the digital event at E3 and all the videos leading up, it looked it looked incredible. Like I, Honestly, like the, the way it's all drawn and, you know, laid out in front of you looks incredible. But I don't know if we want to jump straight to this now, but I have some quite a niggling issues about the yeah. the consistency of the the graphics <laughs> and um that's good that's what we do okay, here <laughs> um, so I, I thought it was just me and it seems like maybe someone else on this panel has a similar feelings but there's yeah there's there is <laughs> there is clear quality difference between certain textures on the walls versus the the moving uh, you know creatures and animals and enemies around you and it really jarred in my brain ever since i played it i was like I really like Yoshi's Willy World, spoiler for the podcast, but the visuals weren't as good as I was expecting. And when you say it's a Kirby's Epic Yarn, but in HD, I wanted every single thread to like poke me in the face and tickle my chin and stuff. But it really, it really didn't. And I just, it kind of soured quite a, you know, a sweet tasting pudding, mm. so to speak. It is. I, I I feel like I want to jump in here, Darren, because um, um, I think we, we feel quite similarly on this front. Um, for for me, like it, it, that lack of consistency is the issue. So there are moments when the game looks astounding. Like mm-hmm. there, there are certain like I'm thinking of like the necktie level where you're just like jumping between neckties that are flying through the air. There's the Velcro level, mm-hmm. um, which is visual. I just love the visuals in that. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, it looks like the wool is just like drawn on or something like that, and it doesn't have that that magical feeling that um, Epic Yarn had for me. Now, I'm going to hold my hand up and and confess there's some bias here in that, like, I, I, you know, personally, I prefer 2D animation or, in the case of Epic Yarn, 3D animation kind of mimicking 2D animation. Yeah, we should say... Sorry, Josh, but we've done the thing of jumping in without explaining the genre of the game, just for those who don't know. But this is, uh, it's kind of a successor to Super Mario World 2, as it's known in some territories, including ours, uh, Yoshi's Island. It's a 2D platformer with some 2.5D elements. So, yeah, with with Epic Yarn, they, they did this great job of creating it um, creating it in a way where it looked like it was a blanket, like a childhood blanket, and mm. all the characters kind of stitched into the blanket. So um, the way Kirby appears in the world of that game is he is literally a series of stitches mm. on to, on the background of that world, whereas Yoshi is kind of his own 3D model uh, made of bundles of wool. And that works and i like it for the most part and there are moments where it looks spectacular but it's not for me and i think darren agrees it's just not as consistently beautiful as its predecessor and and i want to emphasize i am being and i think darren will agree with me we are being really nitpicky mm-hmm. here yeah. it is really just like a, a comparison a thing it's a comparison <laughs> thing like if epic if kirby's epic yarn didn't exist and we were just looking at this game in isolation i think i wouldn't be bringing up any of this stuff it's just that i've got that point of reference in my head when I'm playing this game and I think that game nailed it whereas this game almost gets it but misses the mark slightly 
Hmm. Okay. Leah, where do you sit on the Yoshi's Woolly World fence? So I have uh, an overall more positive opinion, I I think, uh, than we've heard so far. I I can see the point that, yeah, there are some uh, aspects of the game that might look a little bit better than others. But I think that to completely compare it to Kirby's Epic Yarn might be a bit of a mistake. There are two kind of distinct features I guess that that I would uh, that I would draw a, a line between and it would be that Kirby's epic yarn uh, as Josh said and, and I think this is a really good um, a really good explanation for it uh, it does look more like a, a blanket or a stitched uh, almost a tapestry kind of whereas uh, Yoshi's Woolly World has kind of a I want to say it's a little bit more haphazard, and I think that part of that is intentional because it's not all one coherent style. It's kind Mm. of like what you would get if you went into uh, my mother's craft room, went into a basket of, you know, various stuff that she was using to make whatever it is that she does. She does a lot of craft things and, you know, just kind of shook it out because there's, uh, there's sequins, there's beads, there's yarn, there's different kinds of fabric there. It, it does switch up. And I, I don't know whether the actual quality difference is maybe a result of them overreaching a little bit. Um, but I liked the variety. Now I, I, I will agree that I do still think that Kirby's Epic Yarn looks better, but I, I I like that there is more variety in this and that it is just kind of a, a little bit more of a collection of different craft type things mm. that, that they're using as visuals rather than just kind of one thing. I, I like that opinion and it kind of sways me a little bit in the fact that <laughs> it looks more handmade, more bespoke, yeah. more of a, you know, a crafted level rather than what i what i wanted was pure stitch perfection um sure yeah, yeah I, I appreciate I'm, I'm i'm an elitist prick so uh, <laughs> i want my perfect tapestry and not this handmade garb no i'm joking but uh yeah it's it, it is it is very much a uh, a technical artistry versus just artistry artistry i guess um hmm. i'm sure there's a better way to put it than that but um i, I think the the comment um made by uh suits earlier it, it, i think is very apt it, it just feels like a bit like a you know a toy box mm-hmm. um whereas yeah like epic and aesthetically that's more appealing to me feels more like a carefully considered tapestry this does feel more like you know a toy story type thing where you've got bundles of wool you've got um string you've got neckties you've got all sorts of different things coming together and there is an appeal to that and i want to you know be clear that i absolutely understand the aesthetic appeal here um it's it really you know we use this word a lot but this really is a case of subjectivity more than anything and i i have a bias towards 2d animation i always will do um and just the way the kind of stitches kind of um you know melded with the background and epic yarn was just kind of that that's that's what i'm after aesthetically exactly this um is definitely really appealing it just did it's not making the back of my neck tingle the way epic yarn did 
Yeah, I, I, for me, it absolutely does do that. Um, I love Epic Yarn very much. Uh, it's still, yeah, it's, uh, it's still a wonderful thing. And I don't think uh, the existence of Yoshi's Woolly World diminishes it in any way, actually. And I even went back to it after playing a lot of Yoshi's Woolly World because obviously there are a lot more pixels involved. If you're playing it on a 1080p screen, you're, you're seeing a, a much higher resolution assets. Um, if you play it on the gamepad, you're getting a, a, you know, a, a diminished um, version, I suppose. Um, but you know, Nintendo have a way of uh, even if that that screen isn't like, technically the best around. Um, I still think most games look fine on it. But um, I played ninety nine percent of this game on a decent sized ten eighty p screen, and I just think it's one of the most joyous, beautiful looking games I've ever played. I absolutely love it. Um, I can completely acknowledge the the slight uh, disparity in texture quality from some elements to others. But overall, this game looked exactly like I wanted it to when I saw that it was coming from the developers of Kirby's Epic Yarn. Mm. I knew that it wouldn't look quite the same because uh, the the sort of the nature of Kirby games sort of lent themselves to a certain style and this Yoshi game had to uh, kind of hark back to a lot of different kind of Yoshi games that there have been over the years I mean it, it mainly does speak to Yoshi's Island but there are elements of uh, the new Yoshi's Island games and uh, Yoshi's story um, and yeah just every even the slightly lesser textures still look mm. absolutely su sublime to me. But some of the work done with uh, cotton wool snow and um, ice and uh, curtain fabric and felt. And it's, yeah, it just, it some of it just looks absolutely good enough to touch. And when the, the start of the level, you've got zoomed in on your actual, actual yarn Yoshi, you can just like feel the the prickly bristles of his his little yarny nose coming out the screen at you it, like you know we've talked before about 3d and how it doesn't really work for me well this this game looks like it looks good enough to touch for me mm. it looks as good as i felt like little big planet looked back in mm. 2008 <laughs> but actually looks quite low res and fuzzy to me now um this yeah i just i think there's so much uh, imagination and 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 the animation as well on the bosses and the enemies is just absolutely top tier as far as i'm concerned as well so yeah i could just spend as many hours as you want in this world because yeah it just it makes me feel very very warm inside <laughs> indeed and, and yeah just the use of color and everything i just like to add that uh, i was being like kind of hyper nitpicky because sure no it's fair you it's know fine. and I, I i do really like the visuals but when the the odd one that stuck out it kind of you know like mario kart 8 uh, <laughs> on the wii u just hmm. looked from start to finish just looked absolutely amazing and i've mentioned this on other nintendo po um po issues that we've done you know 1080 and all that um th th there's kind of like um like a, like a nintendo pride that i've got when, when when i love a game so much by nintendo when the next one comes along you want it to hit the same highs and when you see these little tiny kind of for personally for me these kind of you know inferior moments it kind of it kind of hurts my soul a little bit because I just want it to. Oh, I I do want games to be the best that they can be. And when I see like you know, what my favourite company, I, I you know I put my hands on my heart here and say Nintendo. When I do see things that don't kind of match up in my head how I imagine, it kind of makes me sad inside. Mm. But I yeah I, I do have to bring it up. I can't just blindly ignore the fact that I think parts of this game don't look up to scratch. Um, but that is me being absolutely 
QA tester level hyper, you know, this would go in a log and say, what's up with this texture, mate? You know, but it would be like very low on mm. the severity list and it, you know, it wouldn't be an issue at all because overall it mm. does look, I'd rather it look like this than new Super Mario Brothers did for Mario, if you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, on a technical level that I'd, I did want to say, I think there are a few issues. There's uh, there's some slowdown here and there when the screen gets busy. Um, I noticed it. Uh, it's brief, but it's it is. I think it's quite severe. You know, in terms of the, the amount of frames it drops, yeah. it's not it's not a deal breaker. Uh, there's there were there were very few points where it was actually detrimental to the gameplay normally it would happen when you're on say a fast running section there's there's these transformation sections where you zoom about and there's a heck of a lot of stuff being thrown around the screen on this you know quotes underpowered console um but it, yeah it would just be it would be just that little bit teensy more polished if it if it wasn't there but i guess they're just you know it's a good illustration that even with the even with some of those lower uh, rent textures that they did use they were still pushing the machine to to a fair degree did anyone else have any technical issues other than those i, I noticed a slowdown um, in particularly the umbrella there was one umbrella level where you're kind of mm. speeding across it and there's just a load of enemies on screen and it seemed like the game was struggling a little bit but apart from that it was uh, it was pretty okay yeah well, let's move on to sound then. We've already talked about Yoshi's voice, which is a key part of the experience. We'll talk about the music separately. I just want to talk about the actual audio so far. Um, I'd say the overall soundscape shares a lot in common with uh, the Kirby's Epic Yarn game. The uh, Those involved are much the same, as I say, apart from that main theme. Um, but thinking about the sound, uh, it's stuff for me like the actual sound of collecting items is deliciously Moorish. Mm-hmm um the obviously the the connection with the textures so it he might be walking on cotton wool snow but the noise you'll be the noise you'll get is snow not cotton wool <laughs> if you see what i mean <laughs> yeah. uh which which works for me and then of course yes there's there's yoshi's signature sound palette now i've i've i think i said on our super mario world show i was always a bit sad that after that game they moved on to these high pitched squeaky kind of slightly more generic cutesy character noises from Yoshi's original and to me iconic uh, 16-bit noise, the one noise that he made in Super Mario Kart and and Super Mario World. Um, I don't understand why that was removed from his lexicon. (laughs) I still think he can make that noise, Um, but I guess it's sort of been replaced. And over the years, I have softened to to Yoshi's uh, squeaky squeals of delight and his little grunts and uh, his his straining noise and and all that and um yeah it's it's another another element for me that's a fairly sort of joyous uh, part of the of the experience yeah i mean overall the audio is kind of uh, it, i don't want to use the word perfect but it, it kind uh, it kind of is like what whenever you do something in this game there's always a bit of audio feedback to let you know what you're doing you know you're doing it right so when you jump on an enemy like a symbol crashes and when you do when you when you pick up mm. a thing or when you you know when you pull the wall with your tongue it makes like a um, kind of like a whistling kind of you know like a whoosh, whoosh noise and it's there's all, there's all yeah. these audio feedback uh you know loops for the the player to, to let them know that they're, they're constantly on the right track and it's all very subliminal you're not really going to notice it when you're playing but when you kind of what well personally for me when i started watching youtube videos of this game to get a refresh on the game i was kind of like I noticed that all these kind of bells and whistles going on around you, quite literally in some cases, were 
aiding yeah. aiding me <laughs> in my in my cause and that that's kind of when i feel audio design is at its best for platform games is when it's giving you these clues without really shoving it in your face and i think yoshi's woolly world does it really well it obviously sounds like a yoshi game and part of me has some sort of resentment towards that because i don't love all the yoshi games and when it starts to sound too similar to like you know yoshi's story for example in some cases i kind of think oh man like uh, don't, don't remind me of that I, I, you know i'm not too keen on that but overall I, I i just think it's you know it's an absolute cracking piece of um audio work i think one of my my favorite sound effects is when you uh throw a woolly ball at one of the uh, shy guy spearmen and it lands on his spear and there's like <laughs> a satisfying on the on the ball as it hits the spear um yeah. just stuff like that where um everything has like a cushiony feel to it um and when like spiked objects hit something softer there's like that you get that feeling of it hitting wool or hitting yarn or hitting yeah just like um and kind of mixing that up with the you, uh, you mentioned the snow already, mm. but kind of mixing the two kind of sound design directions together, kind of yeah. both replicating what this this actual object is, like wool or yarn, but at the same time kind of buying into the illusion and buying into the kind of uh, what it's meant to represent. And like I never felt like those kind of two directions were in conflict with each other. It felt like they had a right mix of like, okay, th- for this it's it makes more sense for it to be, you know, woolen and yarny, and, and for this it, it makes more sense for it to be more representative of what it is intended to be um i yeah. found i think they found a really good balance there mm. leah anything on sound from you i i think that the feedback i i pretty much disagree with what what has already been said um i, I think that the feedback is is pretty key here and uh, especially since there is more game here than than there was as i kind of mentioned earlier with kirby um I, I think that that's important to kind of let you know where you are going wrong where you might be going correctly Mm. Yeah, I do particularly like the. Uh, it's yeah, it's 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 a, a symbol or a, I think it's a high high hat hit or 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 uh, and a and a little drum at the same time when you when you pop enemies and um and there's a little vibration as well depending mm-hmm. on what controller you're using, um and that yeah I find that really satisfying especially when you're chaining a few together which you will be, um quite a lot during the game, so the music. Uh, was handled by uh, Goodfield composers Tomoya Tomita, uh, who is now a freelance, and uh, Misaki Asada, as I say, with the exception of the main theme, written by uh, the famous Kazumi Totaka. Uh, I think that apart from... there, there's As with Kirby's Epic Yarn, which is a soundtrack I, I very much enjoyed overall, there are one or two tracks that are just... And now, again, I'm a 45-year-old man. There are one or two tracks that just are a little bit on children's television show music um, to a point where it's a little twee and a little bland. I mean, you know, and that seems a ridiculous thing to say about a game called Yoshi's Woolly World, um, that, that it might be a bit twee. But overall, some of these tunes are so uh, Moorish and earwormish. Um, there's a lot of them that I really like. The main theme and, and the reworked versions of it in particular, there's a magic sort of Arabian Nights theme, magic carpet retelling of the main theme. Uh, which I think is is absolutely wonderful. Uh, there's an incredibly melancholic piece, or well, I don't know if it's melancholic, it's sort of relaxing uh, up shuttle thread pass, which I just think was beautiful. It's all um, sort of... Uh, 
uh, recorders and um, yeah, the, the, I mean, there's it feels like the uh, the sound palette for the music is similarly kind of homespun to the to the uh, to the the visual aesthetic, which which works for me. And yeah, there's a lot of tunes in here that I really enjoy. There's a lot of music as well, and there's a there's a, a place in the hub that you can go and listen to all the tunes that you've heard in the game, which I always appreciate. I'm glad that you said, Leon, that uh, some of the music sounds like CBB's kind of style music because I was yeah. going to bring that up and I was afraid that I was going to be the only one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I generally agree with what, what you've said. Like, I think for the most part, the music's quite good. Um, but those that that I really don't like some of the twee music in this game. Right. Um, and um, whenever, whenever the, a level kind of featured one of the tracks that really put me off, um, I would put the game on mute and put a podcast on because um, it was just a bit irritating hearing that 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 kind of twee music on repeat. But generally, um, the the music's really good, apart from those few tracks. Some amazing funky slap bass as well. Oh, and, yeah. oh I love Clavinet. that, yeah. yeah. Oh, I told you I'm no flashbacks. Or, you know, Planet on Funkatron, because it's 2D, but like the, the t- when I heard that, um, I can't remember what the track's called now, I was listening to it earlier in my kitchen when I was doing the, the chores. And um, again, my little baby girl come running in like just started spinning around in the kitchen to all the yoshi music and it was just like the the soundtrack for me is largely um unwit earwormish you know it's largely forgettable um but i had a newfound appreciation when we all just started boogieing in the kitchen to the <laughs> the slap bassy kind of music and then all the um it is it is very childish music and uh, seeing uh you know a one and a half year old dancing to it was just said it all but yeah uh, suddenly all of a sudden this um this soundtrack just rocketed up in my estimations because stuff like that happens and it's just like yep this soundtrack's doing exactly what it needed to do and um yeah it's, it made my sunday uh absolutely joyous <laughs> oh beautiful Leah, how about you? Too twee or just the right level of twee? See, I I think that it fits. I I didn't. I, it wasn't. It isn't really something that I think that I would necessarily listen to without the game. Um, but it. I thought that it provided kind of a nice little, just bouncy, not too serious backdrop for what was going on. Um, and, and yeah, I don't. I don't recall having any specific issues with the music. Um, I, it, it is. Uh, kiddish sort of um but that is sort of the aesthetic uh to it to a point that is sort of the aesthetic uh, at least on the surface uh that they kind of have going on here um so i i didn't think that it was uh particularly out of place and i i it, it was kind of nice and bouncy just to you know be running around with yoshi and and uh you know in in this kind of lovely world uh with all of the and, and something that I thought about when we were uh, talking specifically about the art um, actually makes a lot more sense to me now, uh, because mm-hmm. what I was thinking is um, that this is, I, I said something about a craft store or like a craft room, uh, but what it really is, is this is kind of what you would find in like a kid's like a kindergarten art class or a, you know, a Sunday school art class or something, something like that, you know, with a bunch of little kids just gluing handfuls of cotton balls and sequins to a piece of paper. And, uh, and if, if you think about it that way, then the fact that the music is a little bit young uh, actually makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a game with a I don't know like a three plus certificate. It's definitely you know child <laughs> yeah. friendly, um, and certainly there are ways uh, that the game will help a, a less able player through the game. Not that always tallies with younger players, but uh, <laughs> but it can do, especially when they're very very young. Um, yeah, and yeah, it, it it the whole the whole visual and audio aesthetic appeals to my inner one and a half year old, <laughs> which is still quite prevalent um, even at this uh, this advanced age. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I, I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to actually going back in and listening to the music some more. And uh, yeah, um, so t- in terms of playing the game, uh, the game offers quite a few options. Uh, you can play it on the Wii U gamepad, of course. You can play it as per Kirby's Epic Yarn uh, with the Wii remote on its side. Um, which obviously stops you having analog control, but actually I played it mainly with the D-pad anyway. Um, you can use a Wii Classic controller or the what I used mainly, which was the Classic Controller Plus or something it was called, which is the the black version oh, of the, yeah. the little... Yeah, so you've yeah. got the Classic uh, Controller, which is like a bar of soap with analog buttons, and, and then you've got the Pro right. version of that, which is the black one with handles down the side. Yeah. Yes, and then there's the Wii U Pro controller, which is the equivalent of the the swanky new Switch Pro I'm controller, um, which are a ded- yeah, <laughs> which is a dedicated um, kind of yeah higher end, more standard game controller. So the point being, you can use a number of options with this, uh, which obviously you know with with the initial idea that the uh, the Wii U would be a, a natural successor to the Wii and everyone would already have all their peripherals because everyone had a Wii, right? And then everyone's going to buy a Wii U. Well, didn't really happen. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, as I say, that was my preferred method. I played quite a bit of it with just the gamepad because it's what's attached when you turn the control when console on and it's normally what you're holding. But then as I played more, I uh, I did use the, the classic controller. Um, you can use hasty or patient egg throwing, which is something that goes all the way back to the original Yoshi's Island, which is where uh, either it's uh, the... the uh, egg aiming, or in this case, it's wool aiming mostly, um, where the arrow kind of flicks backwards and forwards, um, but you can you can stop it early. Um, you can aim it with the I think on the control set I was using it's by tapping the left shoulder rather than the right to throw. Um, and there's also a, a mellow mode, which sort of carries on from the previous I guess decade now of Nintendo sort of mucking around with ways of making their games slightly more accessible where um you know the classic mario games of which this you know this kind of goes back to those in in many ways could be incredibly challenging this adds this mellow mode which is basically where yoshi has wings and i got to admit i tried using this briefly just to see i didn't i didn't feel like i needed to use it um, and I found it incredibly unhelpful because I was so used to Yoshi's flutter jumps and multiple chaining flutter jumps by now that mellow mode just confused my brain. Maybe if I'd used it from the start, I'd have felt differently. But um, yeah, so I think uh, for uh, it, it, Yoshi's Woolly World gets points for accessibility is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But also the fundamental controls felt to me quite similar to... Uh, Yoshi's Island, the 1995 Super Nintendo game, but it is also the the kind of the overall difficulty has been turned down in the sense that gravity doesn't isn't quite as fierce, and you can sort of chain flutter jumps together to an extent and and all this kind of thing. But but for me it worked for the you know for the for the game that it is. 
Yeah, I tried the mellow mode out and the 3DS demo, and I realized I I forgot I pressed it, and I was jumping through one of the levels, one of the two levels, and Yoshi was doing these magical rainbow art kind of like super jumps, and I was like, what's what's going on? And oh. then I realized he's got some knitted wings, kind of, you know, like like yes. he does in Super Mario World when you find those wings in the um in some of the levels, so that you know it looks you know it looks similar mm. to that, and um. I thought I love it when Nintendo do these things. Maybe they're experiments, maybe they're not, but they kind of changed what they what they're doing with, you know, accessibility in terms of you know if you're struggling with this game, which you may, um, you know, you can have these wings if you want, or in other games you can do different types of things. Mm. I I think it's brilliant, and I think more games need to do it that you know aren't Nintendo based, and hopefully you know I, I can't really think of any examples outside of Nintendo at the moment, but hopefully over the time over the course of you know them doing it they have influence on other games to um offer you know accessibility for players who are younger or you know or, or disabled even yeah um we should also say this game doesn't carry over the sort of uh, the increasingly anachronistic lives counter that a lot of games you know up until relatively recently particularly in this lineage and i'm talking about you know new super mario brothers and things like that which obviously this shares a certain amount of dna with you have infinite lives and you can just keep trying from checkpoints with absolutely zero penalty over and over again other than yeah, the checkpoints as you go go through the levels do become less and less frequent. And when you open up some of the extra levels, there are no checkpoints at all. So, uh, but yes, we'll get on to the kind of difficulty stuff. Any thoughts on um, control uh, elements? Uh, anything that struck you about the actual, you know, feel of of uh, playing through the game with Yoshi? I, I, I felt I, I thought that it did feel very similar to Yoshi's Island. Um, I actually played Yoshi's Island for the first time not too long ago. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, and I really liked it. But yeah, there, there are some times when the egg aiming can get a little... Um, maybe this might just be me. Uh, but the egg aiming can be slightly frustrating if you're trying to do something a little bit tricky. But uh, overall, I, I thought it was... Uh, um, pretty well balanced and uh, and felt good. It it just the the platforming yeah. feels mm. good, um, which is not a very technical way to describe it. But um, no, it's it's the yeah. best way. <laughs> yeah, we know. It, we, everyone like knows it. what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah. it does. You don't like. You know, it, it it's hard for. It does what I, it's I supposed to do. It does what you think it's yeah. going to do. And I guess it's hard for a lot of people to imagine because generally video games, platform games, tend to be so um, sort of. Uh, polished and well put together these days even the ones that you might think are quite middling or mediocre for whatever other reason level design or or aesthetic or whatever um back in back in my day it was very common to have platform games which just felt hideous to play you know like the the jumping would be horrific or you couldn't tell the edge of the where the edge of the platform was because they would you know the character would fall off before it looked like their feet were in the you know in the air kind of thing and i think for me this stuff doesn't have any of those issues it, it like you know when you're on something um everything responds mm. you know just as you, yeah. you'd want it to there were there were no actual um frustrations from the interface kind of thing mm. for me it's kind of the reason why i don't again um the kind of the easy nature of kirby and yoshi games um are the reason why i don't 100 percent get into them but when i first started playing yoshi woolly world and it responds tighter than most platform games i've played you know around that time i it really impressed mm. me and I, I knew that we were in for you know a, a treat in terms of gameplay because i do feel like it's the best playing yoshi game out of a lot of them like it, 
that there's zero in in my brain there's zero milliseconds of lag between you pressing left and yoshi turning left you know and it's kind of it's that that's what i'm looking for in a platform game and maybe that's not what i'm looking for in a yoshi game but it was there and it, you know it impressed me and and uh you know saw me through to the end and i yeah i i genuinely think it's it's one of the best playing platform games on the wii u Mm, the uh, the uh, the acceleration, the sort of inertia element, is much less than it was in Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo, which I guess a lot of people will be experiencing again or for the first time via their uh, SNES Classics mm. and whatever. So it does feel a bit more, um, I guess, a bit a, a bit less sophisticated in some ways, but but by the same token, uh, more accessible for that. Mm. For me, like I, I still personally prefer how um, Yoshi's Island on the SNES controls, just right. because it, because of that, you know, momentum and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It just, it, it's it's slightly more appealing to me. But the thing is, while playing this game, the game that I kept thinking of was not Yoshi's Island, mm-hmm. but uh, Little Big Planet, and I couldn't help but think all the way through this game. God. Can- can you imagine if Little Big Planet controlled <laughs> like this? Like yeah. it, it, there's just a level of precision and just you know trust. Like when you press a button, you trust that Yoshi is going to perform exactly the action that you want him to perform. And mm-hmm. all the way mm. through Little Big Planet, it, it it is like like a war with the control of the you know the controls of that game. Um, Sackboy, as much as I love him, like aesthetically, yeah. I, he's a great. He's a great little mascot, but my God, can he not jump to save his life? It's just he's he's so floaty, and I can't reliably, you know, land on platforms and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it I think it helps Woolly's world, uh, Woolly World greatly that the the other game that looks so much like this game controls significantly worse. So not my favorite contro- <laughs> not my favorite controlling Yoshi game, but mm. um, in the the world of uh, textile based platformers, uh, it's up yeah. there. Yeah, I can't believe we feels... made it this far without somebody mentioning <laughs> Little Big Planet. Actually, yeah. Uh, well, listeners, we did uh, cover Little Big Planet one and two, and we talked extensively about uh, the feel and control of that uh, those games. Um, can't remember the issue number, but uh, seek it out from canorince.com or Apple Podcasts, wherever else. Uh, some good conversation. Uh, we know that Media Molecule had a listen as well, and uh, I don't think they were too offended by our <laughs> by our discussion. Um, and of course, another thing this game offers in the same way that the uh, new Super Mario Brothers Wii uh, and Wii U games did is co-op. Although I think this is two only rather than uh, this is two mm. player only rather than up to four. Yes. Uh, I didn't. I haven't sampled this at all. It's not how I play these games. I don't have a child or a partner who wants to play these games in co-op. But I wanted to share this post from Simon Sloth on the forum who says, I found playing the single-player mode a relatively dull experience. It takes too long to introduce new challenges or mechanics, and I couldn't help comparing it unfavourably to Little Big Planet. It is similarly charming visually, but in terms of sheer inventiveness, it doesn't even come close. In its favour, Yoshi has superior actual platforming, with more tight control over your movement, and is actually less woolly. I agree with previous posts that a hybrid of these two games with Yoshi's movement and Sackboy's levels would be fantastic. My son, on the other hand, thinks it's brilliant. He calls it Yoshi's Willy World. So often I chuckle when I hear everyone, anyone talk about this game and have to think hard to remember its actual name. My son is three years old, so Pooh, Wee and Willy are his go-to words for guaranteed laughs. 
also Darren. <laughs> we giggled a lot through this game whilst we played cooperative two-player mode, and I must applaud the designers because this is the first game we've played together and finished. The game seems to want to do everything in its power to help you finish it. The level skip badges, which are very cheap to buy, allow you to bypass whole levels, including end-of-world bosses. There are shiny eggs which grant invulnerability if you fail a section too many times. The mellow mode lets you fly through the entire level, avoiding most of the platforming and enemies. We ignored most of the sunflowers, yarn balls and other treats and simply flew around laughing. Unlike LBP, which penalises the team if one player falls, making playing with my son impossible, this does not. There are other cooperative games around, but they often focus on shooting, destruction and a negative message. Yoshi's Woolly World is none of those things. It is a positive, charming and woolly hug, which was boring for me, but a delightful memory-making experience for us. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I haven't played the co-op uh, in this game, um, but I will be playing it at some point with you know with a little one when she's old enough to play games. Um, we're Aww. passively, well, she's passively playing Lucky's Tale with me, um, so she's watched me play that. I'm introducing her to the right games, right. you know, at the right times, and I, f I feel like at one point we will play through this in co-op. Um, but yeah, I I've only watched it in video form. It, it looks fun, but you know, nothing that I've done, sadly. Mm. Josh or Leah, any co-op play? No, unfortunately not. But unfortunately, uh, but I have no. also watched some uh, video of it, and it does look like um, it would be fun if you have uh, either a a kid or just a friend or a partner who uh, was interested. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about being Yoshi as well as the feel. And, and we've talked about the, the controls being pretty tight. What can he actually do? And this will segue naturally into uh, chat about level design, which I think is one of the most important elements when uh, critiquing a platform game. Uh, what can Yoshi do? He can suck up enemies similarly to Kirby but basically the same as Yoshi only now he turns them into little uh, balls of wool instead of uh, actual Yoshi eggs he has his flutter jump which we've talked about which uh, defies actual laws of gravity um, particularly in this game uh, but it uh, keeps you in the game and helps you reach higher places that you wouldn't otherwise be able to he can spit melon seeds and some of the melons are either red or blue and they allow you to uh, burn things or freeze them which leads to other solutions to uh, puzzles and uh, level layouts and uh, as well as riding on Lakitu's cloud occasionally you can also make cloud platforms similarly to how you could uh, fire eggs off in touch and go there are certain uh, enemies that you can uh, shoot out and it actually creates a little cloudy bridge in front of you which you can on which you can walk and disappears after a short amount of time uh, suits again from the forum says the ability to float throw eggs and use your tongue gives a good variation to the platforming i think allowing developers to place things in and out of reach depending on the competence of the player i'd not go so far as to say that the lessons learnt in the later worlds help with collection of things in the early worlds if you go back it's not like that per se but you will certainly be a more competent and adapt yarn flower and gem hunter i really enjoyed the floating in this one and it seemed much more refined than in previous yoshi games or rather it felt more considered when designing the levels some of the bonus stages are built around this mechanic completely so if you're not a fan or not confident with it you will struggle it felt challenging but fair in these instances and what started out as an impossible level i soon had 100%ed proper video game satisfaction for me excellent stuff uh i agree with suits um and 
I guess uh, this is already kind of coming, so I think it's important to say. I think just to play through these these levels is I had a good time with it. I actually played this game. This is what I didn't cover in in my history with the game. I have actually been playing it kind of irregularly since it came out. So best part of uh, two and a half, actually more than two and a half years, <laughs> I've been playing it when I needed a hit of Yoshi's Woolly World, basically. <laughs> so if I had my Wii U on and either I was feeling happy or a bit sad, play a bit of Yoshi's Woolly World and either it'll emphasize, it'll, it'll, you know, assist with the happiness or hopefully, you know, blow some of the blues away. Um, it's really good for that, uh, personally speaking. Um, and so I've ended up uh, playing it in yeah over a very long period of time and that's actually worked really well so every time i've gone back i've completed a few levels and enjoyed them and carried on to the next one next time i felt like it kind of thing um but obviously with the show coming up i realized i'd only got up to world four or something like that after a couple of years so it was a case of playing through the rest of the levels i had a great time doing that as well playing them in in more uh, yeah closer together in a more intense way but for me, the real joy of the game, and this goes back to Yoshi's Island as well, is getting everything on a level. And I think these, the levels in themselves are not that sophisticated in terms of just breezing through. Similarly to the, the original Yoshi's Island and other Yoshi's games, the real joy comes in, for me, from working out where all the hidden stuff is hidden. So to complete a level, you have to get five flowers. You have to get... Uh, all the um, uh, skeins of wool, five of those as well. You have to finish the level with all your time intact and you have to find all 20 hidden Miiverse stamps. Moment of silence for the Miiverse because oh. they're not actually relevant anymore. Um, but they are, they still, you know, you still need to collect them in the game to get your little star next to the icon. There's even another layer of difficulty which is that you only get the, the level completely completed if you do all of that in one go. So no going back out, going back in. Um, you can make these things easier for yourself with the use of these badges, which you can make yourself invulnerable to fire, or you can even stop yourself falling off the bottom of a level altogether, which is obviously one of the, you know, the, the archetypal way to die in a Mario or Yoshi game is to fall into what they call a pit. Um, you can have it so that you just bounce merrily back up into the sky. Um, if you pay a few thousand gems that from your massive collection of gems by this point, uh, again, the game wants you to do stuff. It wants you to complete stuff. It wants you to find stuff. But actually, the, the most fun, the most satisfaction I've had is reworking, going back to earlier levels, as Suit says, and reworking my way through and ha observing and working out how to get to some of these uh, more obscure and hidden items. Unlike Yoshi's Island, there's none that will just no, that's not quite true. There's very few that will just disappear after time and you can't then get them on that playthrough. The original Yoshi's Island had a lot of that, like red coins that would appear for a second under a shy guy. And if you didn't get them, you, were, you weren't going to get the 100%. In this game, there's, there's much less of that. It's, you can spend as much time as you want. There's no timer. And yeah, for me, that's where the real joy is and where the, the real art of, uh, of these, I think, stunningly designed levels comes to the fore. I remember using the power badge now that you mention it for see hidden items 
um, which I'm mm-hmm. th- thinking about it probably means that I played more than I remember of collecting these things. Because if I'm if I'm given a, a thing to allow me to see more things, then I'm gonna press ahead and uh, find more things, basically. But yeah, um, th- these games, like I said earlier, these games, I always get to a certain tipping point with the intention of coming back, and then I kind of never do. Like with Donkey Kong yeah. Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, I make it to the secret world. Um, and it's just ridiculously hard, and I, th- I think I think I'll come back. Yeah, and I remember this game as well having a quite devious kind of. It reminded me of Star Road in some places. Yeah, I, there were some really oh, yeah. tricky levels based on you know on on you know secrets and stuff. And yeah, I'm having a real kind of strange. You know, I would say yeah, flashback from four four years ago because I remember using the find hidden items. Um, power badge because I I, mm. I genuinely found most of these they're very typically Nintendo hidden you know if you see a platform with a gap in the middle there's probably something in the in that little middle gap you know there's the, these patterns to Nintendo's pickups that you can kind of see you know you know there's a absolutely yes stuff yeah, out the know, roof there, of the there, level there's themes you know. going on there and you know when you push a bit of wall to one side and it all crumples up and you see what's behind it it just stuff like that just kind of warms your heart mm. for me like um my primary joy from platformers, both 3D and 2D, is the obstacle courses rather than collectibles. And I think like this is why, um, you know, talking about other Mario games, this is why I prefer the Galaxy games over uh, the more recent Odyssey, just because the Galaxy games had a really tight focus on these really masterfully designed obstacle courses, whereas um, Odyssey had more of a... There are fantastic obstacle courses in Odyssey, please don't get me wrong, but there was more of a focus on kind of open environments where you're trying to find these moons. So with Yoshi's Woolly World, initially... um, the first two worlds didn't really impress me all that much because mm. it felt like the focus was on these collectibles and not so much on the obstacle course itself. And I wasn't really loving... Um, it, it wasn't that they were bad. Like, they were far from bad. It was, you know, you're controlling Yoshi. He con- controls incredibly well. And you're going through a, these series of jumps and what have you but it just it felt all pretty familiar and it didn't feel like it was that kind of challenging creative platforming that I've come to expect from maybe not the Yoshi games outside of Yoshi's Island but certainly Mm. the Mario titles Um, but then like from World 3 onwards Mm. I think the game really picks up on that front Um, that like the latter half of the game is where uh, my favorite moments are from like world six i think it, apart from one level which i don't like uh world six is uniformly excellent in terms of the obstacle course design um there's the, the velvet uh not velvet sorry uh velcro mm-hmm. level uh stands out mm-hmm. as a real highlight for me um I, so if like there, there was one criticism i had with the kind of course and world design for Yoshi's Woolly World is that it kind of saves like it it really holds back its best hand until later on in the game like I Mm. feel like the early worlds don't really make a good Mm. first impression and then later on oh wow okay this is the Mario level creativity that um, I was expecting and I worry that you know the 
first two worlds would put off uh, people kind of trying this game for the first time um, because like I, I want to emphasize to people listening it get for me it got so much better um, from world three onwards like the just the every level felt like they were introducing a new idea a new concept a new kind of environmental yeah. hazard for mm. you to deal with and then but um, and it doesn't feel like that uh, early on so no, yeah. i would agree i think it does it does uh, sort of get things going quite slowly i think kirby's epic yarn was the same what i would say about that sort of collectibles thing like i'm not when i say collectibles it's not about it being a sort of old school banjo kazooie style collectathon the you're talking about the obstacle course well actually the the collector th- the the collecting elements are actually about getting the most out of the obstacle course and i think what you find is when you've got all those all that skill and knowledge that you've acquired in the latter stages of the game which i agree are you know stronger and more striking and there's more inventiveness but going back to the early levels now and looking for all those secrets it's not about the collecting it's about the actually acknowledging and kind of being more exposed to some of the um the sort of more ingenious level design that is actually i think more present than you might at first think when you first play through those early levels i think there's more going on because a lot of the best stuff is literally hidden away hmm. I, I i think it's telling that if you were to look at the collectibles i did get in the game uh, i have more of them in the latter half of the game than mm-hmm. in the yeah former part and i and i you know, I haven't gone back to those levels, so um, I, well, you haven't had time. You, yet. May, you may, you may, you may be correct, but I, I think it's, I think it's telling that I was compelled to look for those, yeah. uh, those hidden mm. items in the pre, the uh, the latter levels, uh, more compelled than I was in the uh, mm. the initial levels. Yeah, I think like I'm thinking of the one with the um, really clever one again, and and it is something we've seen in in Mario games as well. But the use of silhouettes. There's that level where the curtains are, are drifting across, and you can only see platforms when they're silhouetted behind the curtain, yeah. and. Uh, and initially, that just seems like a challenge just to get from A to B. But then going back and finding everything on that level was a real joy. It really, really, I was getting proper flashbacks to my initial play of Super Mario World, you know, pre Yoshi's Island, even just that level of kind of intrigue and fascination and mystery and um, and that feel of getting in the designer's heads that you get from those, those really, really, um, you know, top tier kind of 2D platform level design I was, I was i'm well into it and what i'm finding now is that i'm going back to each level uh in sequence like so like i'll boot boot the game up again carry on where i left off get some more skeins of wool some more flowers some more seconds some more badges in one level then do another one and even if i don't ace it i'm just going kind of going in loops around the game until i kind of tick everything off i'm not sure i'll get there because obviously time pressures and whatever else but uh, it's one of those that the more i the more i'm playing it the more i'm getting out of it kind of thing which is i always think is a good sign uh, Leah, how about you and level design and and do you do you take these games more of a right? I'm just going to get you know get so, through it. Yeah, I I think I I started to talk about this a little bit uh, previously, but um, I I like the level design in this game, but it didn't stick with me quite as much as um, Kirby's Epic Yarn did. Um, mm-hmm. a, and 
I don't know that that's all the level design. I, I'm sure that it's probably not. Um, but sometimes a game will hook me to the point where I really want to go in and get everything and get yeah. all of the collectibles and just spend as much time there as I can. And that's what happened to me with Kirby's Epic Yarn. In Yoshi's Woolly World, I didn't... I, I enjoyed going through the... Um, the stages and um you know I, I felt that the platforming was good enough that i i got you know i got a significant amount of joy out of it but um i didn't for the most part feel too uh compelled to go back into the levels and to uh to go for 100 percent completion uh in most of the levels i i i'm not sure whether that was that i just didn't find the collectibles themselves that compelling which i I, I don't think that that's necessarily it because I did like the mechanic where um, you can get uh, different looks for your Yoshi um, based on yeah. whether you have collected all of the uh, all of the skeins of yarn or not. Um, but I I, I just I, once I had had enough of a level, I didn't really want to fight it anymore, and that didn't happen very often. Most of the time it was just, oh, good, I'm done now. Yay, I've, I've completed this. And I, you know, I, I felt that I got enough out of that. Um, and sometimes, uh, especially in the earlier levels, um, I would kind of accidentally end up with a lot of them. If I saw something yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, on my way definitely. through, I wasn't, you know, just beelining straight through. But um, I, 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 didn't, mm. I didn't put as much effort into it as I might have with some other games that I really got hooked into that mechanic for. Well, I think personally, for me, the, the level design, um, well, basically, the, the the aesthetic of each world sticks with me more than the levels themselves in Yoshi's Woolly World. I, the, you know, I can distinctively mm -hmm. remember getting to World Three and thinking, well, they've just made one of the best levels, you know, worlds ever with you know cookies and sweets and stuff because. It's you know it reminds me of Zool, mm -hmm. which you know isn't uh, I don't know how it plays nowadays, but I never really liked it back in the day. But I like the fact there were chopper chops and sweets everywhere, you know. And um, but I, I like the level in Mario Kart Eight where it's all cookie based and sweet based, and to have a whole oh, sweet based yeah. woolly world to run around in was just kind of you know just firing off all kinds of fireworks in my brain of just pure excitement. So yeah, I mean, but I I do remember the further I got into this game, the better for me it played um i know I, I, I agree with josh mm -hmm. is that yeah. you know worlds one and two they don't really show their best hands uh until three onwards mm. um but I, i'd imagine fans of yoshi and i th i think i remember what my my brother's partner saying this um you know when it came out it got too hard for her and she kind of got uh, you know yeah. disappointed with the fact that it kind of just turned into a, a you know a, a a platform game of quite difficult um the needs really and you know, you know, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. I wouldn't say. I'd never say. It's never uh, even. I mean, I've 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 had a look. Uh, I've, I haven't unlocked the final final uh, star level, which is where you unlock all the other star levels. I think and complete the. It's for collecting every flower in the game, basically. Um, that it's not. I I wouldn't say it's quite up there with Super Mario's. You know, uh, Super no. Mario World's gnarly and all that, or or a Super Meat Boy Dark World or anything like that. But it's certainly well above. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's someone who, um, who who literally buys Nintendo stuff to play Yoshi and Kirby. So when it came when it came to the mm. harder stuff in this game, I, I don't think she ever finished it because it was slightly too difficult. And you know, there is mellow mode and these these other things that can help you out. But I, I, I genuinely, yeah, mm. which Yoshi's Island never had, you know, and that that game got 
yeah. that game got pretty tricky as well because it was it was a Mario effectively. Um, but yes, I think uh, anyone who kind of dismisses, dismisses this game as being by default, you know, just a pushover, probably hasn't gone very far with the game. But I think it is it's very much designed. I mean, to the point that you can literally buy buy a, a level complete, you know, pass on the on the next level thing. Um, but even just to actually complete every level for yourself, I think for most players that wouldn't be too much of a stretch. But obviously, yeah, you know, your your mileage may, may vary depending I think I on your skills. I ended up buying uh, for a birthday uh, a digital copy of Unravel, which probably wasn't the best way to go because that game was equally as tricky in my opinion uh you know in different ways um, but yeah there's yeah. just wanted to mention another woolly game to be honest another yeah another textile based uh, platform um yes i mean that's more yeah it's more puzzle based uh we should we should cover that game at some point um yeah it's uh it's it's a bit different um and also different to little big planet uh, Joshi Hatsumitsu says one obvious comparison that came to mind when playing Yoshi's Woolly World, at least purely on an aesthetic level, is Little Big Planet. And it made me wish that Little Big Planet had the same level of polish to its mechanics. In fact, if Little Big Planet had Yoshi's Woolly World's platforming, it would go from an interesting experiment that didn't quite gel to a really great game. The only other comparison I'll draw is that both games exist purely to be charming and inviting. They're not aiming to be the most challenging and hardcore platforming games in the history of platforming games. They're both colourful, friendly and bright little corners of the world, somewhere pleasant to escape to. Of course, to be fair, Yoshi's Woolly World doesn't have level creation, so it has the freedom to focus on those mechanics more. And most of the game is tight, with just the right amount of challenge to relax to. In the spirit of the other Mario or Yoshi games, you can choose to ignore all the extra collectibles and just breeze through from start to finish. Or you can collect all the yarns on all levels and unlock some much tougher levels that will really test your platforming skills. True indeed. And also, when you do collect all the wool on a level it says something i think the message is something along the lines of you have knitted and then name of yoshi back together mm -hmm. and it will be like <laughs> hot cocoa yoshi or go faster yoshi or wii u yoshi and uh, that in itself is uh, yeah completely adorable as far as i'm concerned uh, Suits, again, from the forum, says the level design is very fun, with a lot of verticality, exploration, splitting paths and jumping. Some of the fortresses and castles offer up additional challenges, while the bonus stages are bizarre. Some of the later castles had me thinking hard about things. They gave a nice change to the usual gameplay style, although, to be honest, I never really got tired of it anyway. One level of note, I think think is 2-2 duplicitous delve which had a series of doors that would switch you from aspects view of a house front and back if you like use this to see clues about where to go next to unlock the doors or to sniff out collectibles i remember enjoying this a lot yeah that is that is quite an involved level and that is relatively early on as well it's uh, it's more of a puzzler than a platformer in some ways obviously there are platforming elements talking about sniffing things out uh, poochie actually will help you grab and is essential in grabbing certain uh, certain power-ups which is quite fun he tends to know what what you want him to do um and there's some yeah some really quite nifty parts i felt where you would have to uh, destroy just the right section of platforms to get poochie uh to have let him have a path to go back back along the level to grab a piece of wool or, or a flower and hand it to you something like that um there's also one there's like one bit i found i don't know if this happens ever ever again in the entire game um there's a little room in one of the uh, you know down a pipe kind of area on one of the ice levels 
always one of my favourites, the slippy, slidey, snowy ice levels, um, where you actually get one of the enemies to freeze you and then uh, as Yoshi, so you're frozen, you, you feel like it's a bit feels a bit counterintuitive because you feel like it's going to hurt but actually you need him you have to squat and then have him freeze you and then kick you along a platform and that's the only way into this particular secret bit so there's a lot of these sort of little in that sort of classic nintendo style there's a lot of little one-off ideas or you know maybe they'll use it twice um and then you'll never see it again and stuff that just yeah just little clever ideas that have me thinking outside your sort of uh your your palette of skills that you would you would yeah be using you know all the rest of the time kind of thing and i suppose on a similar tip for variety's sake and again this goes back to yoshi's island the idea that there'll be certain sections of levels where you would transform in this game you can transform into six different things there's uh, umbrella yoshi who is affected by uh, the gusts of wind, of course. Mega Yoshi, which is very much a throwback to those uh, the very first New Super Mario Brothers, where you become a giant Mario and just smash through everything. Moto Yoshi, which I think is a joy. He, play mm. a, he becomes a motorcycle and zooms about the place. Mole Yoshi, which is very similar to a Yoshi's Island one. Sky Pop Yoshi, I can't even. Oh, that's the. This is sort of very very mini oh, yeah. shoot 'em up level, um, which reminded me of the Rayman. Uh, or- oranges levels with the with the mosquito and there's mermaid yoshi as well which also gave me throwbacks to echo the dolphin leaping out of the water and uh sort but of flipping the, about. the motorbike one reminded me of um alex kid yeah because right. it's just it's just it's a motorbike and it's super fast like you know there's a good mm. breezy pace to that motorbike and it did remind me of um alex kid yeah, and, and the, these bonus areas, sometimes they're, most of the time they're repeatable and sometimes they do have some of the stamps or flowers or wool hidden away in. So you need to, you know, you need to work your way through them. And, and if you want to, I mean, you can actually sort of score attack this game as well if you want. You know, there, there are there is enormous amount of um, score to be had on each level. If you grab a flower on the way out of the level, you get a bonus game. Another throwback to Yoshi's Island. I think the bonus game is actually pretty lame. You just collect wooden fruit on a variety of layouts um, and you can keep adding a few seconds to your time by grabbing them all. Um, it's a yeah, it's a, a trifling distraction, I felt. Nothing that I was actually desperate to, to get hold of. But if you were trying to get the highest score possible on every level, you'd need to do it and do well at it. I, uh, I watched a speed run or part of a speed run. Uh, they got to this mm. particular thing that I'm going to mention and I stopped because it was really boring. But um, essentially what they did was got to one of the, um, it wasn't one of the end of level bonuses. It was like a, um, I don't remember if I ever actually got to this or not, but it was a, um, like a room that you go into and I think it was one of the um the motorcycle ones so maybe I must have done it but um yeah mm-hmm. it they essentially went through and did the uh did the thing and got uh, a lot of coins and then let their time run out so they kept the the well I keep calling them coins the uh the sequins or the beads or the gems yeah. or okay. yes <laughs> yeah. um but they so they kept all of those but got oh, to go right. in it and repeat the level so they just kept doing that over Harvesting. and over and over and over and over again to get mm-hmm. that score up so that they could purchase the level skips because that ended up being faster oh. than actually playing <laughs> the game so oh, that sucks yeah yeah that's so they that's, beat that's it in the... something like oh. fifty minutes it was 
Wow, that's like the lamest speed run. Yeah, ever, I, I, I think <laughs> they got kind of two or three runs into that that's that part, the... and I just went, "Yeah, I don't want to watch the rest of this," and turned it off. Yeah, no, that I, yeah, I, I I would be interested in seeing somebody being really good at this yeah. game and hundred percent. Well, the first it. couple of levels no. were like that, and then they got to this part and went, mm, "Yeah, okay, no." Yeah, I mean, they you know people work that out, and that's fine. Mm. But at that stage, you got to think this this is what is the point we're just harvesting gems to auto complete levels yeah hmm. yeah i'm not into that personally but uh, whatever floats your boat <laughs> and all that bosses of course make up a portion of uh, of these games ever going all the way back i suppose to super mario brothers and uh, browser at the end of each level they've become uh, increasingly kind of uh, more uh, more a spectacle i suppose um these bosses, as bosses go, I would say uh, very much on the easy side with uh, very simple patterns. I think it's it's quite quickly obvious how to not only finish them, but finish them without taking any damage because you want to finish the level with your, with your seconds intact. But I think they are all funny. Boss fights that are actually amusing is a, such a positive thing for me rather than stressful. And, um, yeah, it was great to see Bert the Bashful back, who I remember fondly from, from the original Yoshi's Island, and shooting his trousers off until he dies of embarrassment <laughs> and all this stuff. Uh, some absolutely sensational animation on things like the naval piranha plant wrapping its tendrils around the level and then um, you sort of limboing or, or jumping over them and, and all this stuff. Um, hugely satisfying to knock them out the sky and then stamp on them and watch all the gems fly out. Yeah, this is a, a rare game where... Rather than dreading boss levels, I was actually thinking, cool, this will be fun. Uh, it won't last long and it won't be too frustrating. And yeah, I enjoyed, I think, every single one. They're not that easy. I, yeah, I think I'll... that that's, that's oh, okay. uh, I, I, they're not super difficult. At least they weren't for me. But um, I mm. there were a couple of boss fights that I had to repeat a couple of times just because I, I didn't. I, and again, this might just be me, but I, I didn't get the pattern down quickly enough or, um, yeah, I, I, I liked them. I, I didn't mind going back to them for the most part. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought that there were a few in there that were a little bit tricky. They, they very much reminiscent of the, uh, the Yoshi's Island bosses though, uh, in yes. some cases quite directly. <laughs> and some of them repeat, yes. uh, two or three times yes. with variations. Yeah. Um, Sniffberg, the the unfeeling yeah. was the one that I struggled with. Oh, okay. um, it was mainly uh, so first phase fine, that was easy. But when he starts kind of um, firing ice bricks at you with uh, spiky ones in between, yeah. For whatever reason, I would panic every time, and I would just keep <laughs> tripping over these spiky balls and uh end up dying so like every like literally every other boss uh including baby bowser uh i managed to ace uh either first time or second time that guy took me like six tries to to get down uh for whatever reason i just really struggled with that kind of uh that uh pattern recognition uh, it happens the, i uh, guess icebergs yeah. yeah i think the animation tells are generally pretty spot on though there, there was there was so rarely any doubt as to what was about to happen compared to sort of other action games that I think that, that really helped me out. Darren, any boss memories or sticking points? Um, yeah, usually if I remember a boss fight, it's because it's it's just ridiculously unbalanced and too many unfair. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but with Yoshi's Willy World, I don't recall any of the boss fights, but that's usually a good thing. Like, like you say, I, I didn't struggle with any of them, or else I would have remembered them. And um, 
I just yeah, I just found myself just in, enjoying the moments, and uh, you know, I hate to sound like oh, I'm I'm better than you, Josh, but yeah, I, like I literally had no problems with any of the boss fights, but that's a good thing in my opinion. Mm. I it, like every time I talk about boss fights, Metroid Prime comes back into my head as like the game that kind of induced this kind of weird anxiety <laughs> in boss fights because it's just like Metroid Prime, man. That, that game is just ridiculous. So when a game offers me nice, pleasant <laughs> boss fights, you know, for my for my skill set, I'm I'm. It was all only right, Meta Ridley that did well. I did it in the end, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's for another time as well. <laughs> Talking about, uh, we, we've already kind of talked a lot about this, but but I, I really wanted to stress it because I think it is, I, I think Yoshi's Woolly World is a game that some people will not necessarily get the most out of. I mean, maybe, you know, that's fine. I understand I complete a lot of games where I just do the bare minimum, get to the credits and never return. And, and I, I understand that fans of those games will say, but you didn't do this, you know, like, I don't know, Max Payne 3 and New York Minute Mode or something like that. You know, I missed out on what a lot of fans of the game say is is the best stuff. But I did want to stress just how many layers of kind of difficulty and challenge this game can have for you. Um, I was also almost going to kind of come up with some kind of pictogram or, or graph to think about all the, the different ways, you know, from barely completing the level or, well, I guess from stage one, which is paying to finish the level, you know, like actually. Then there's playing it in mellow mode with a badge on. Then there's not doing that. Then there's collecting all the things. Then there's collecting all the things in one go. Then there's unlocking the star levels. Then there's unlocking the final star level and doing 100% and all of those. Like this, this game will cater for pretty much um, any set of skills. And what I wanted to highlight on that was the completion times over at how long to beat. So the average main story time is is 12 hours. Um, it averages out main plus extras as 17 and completionist is 32. So almost three times as long to actually complete the game. But in fact, I think think closer to reality for most people is the longest registered time for 100%, which is 65 hours. And I think having now sampled some of the star levels, and I'm talking about getting all of 100%ing all of those levels in one go, so not doing the coming back out and going back in thing and getting a new, you know, new couple of bits each time, but actually getting the proper, you get the proper um, flower mark drawn on your level map if you've done it you know, completely purely and honestly, I think, yeah, you would definitely be looking at at least 65 hours if you could do it at all kind of thing, because it's really hard. And that final star level, yeah, is a proper, you know, it's a proper epic challenge of, of significant proportions. So I think it's worth saying, because I think it would be very easy to dismiss a game like Yoshi's Woolly World as a simple kiddie platformer, you know, that you just, you breeze through. And indeed, there is that option too. But actually, if you do want more, and like me, you enjoy the aesthetic and the level design then yeah there's there's way more to be done and, and way more fun to be had and it's it's another reason that obviously good feel are, are working on a switch game which i completely understand why they're not just re-releasing every wii u game that didn't sell enough copies on the switch because it would make the switch look a bit um yeah like tawdry wouldn't it it would like this is just a, a repository for all the games that we you know made and crafted and none of you idiots played because you <laughs> wouldn't buy a wii u um like they are doing tropical freeze and maybe these will come out in dribs and drabs but i can understand why they're making a new yoshi game rather than you know yoshi's woolly poochie and yoshi's woolly world hd dx or something like that mm. i would buy it i'd buy it again and play it again <laughs> um portably and in higher definition but i understand why they don't want to do that but actually i do think it's a shame because i, I feel like this isn't you know an underappreciated game in the sense that more people you know could have been exposed to it 
bit of a summary that really I've gone a bit early there but uh, we'll come back to that Suits from the forum says I picked this up a few months after launch and quickly got through the first few worlds until I lost gusto I can't remember exactly what it was but I stopped playing it for some reason then came back to it about a year later and that's when I really clicked with it I finished the story and began to go back to the world and mopping up all of the extras as you generally do I will also admit to using the bonus stamps. Some of the later levels, and especially the bonus stages where the screen is on auto-scroll, are tricky enough to get through anyway, let alone guessing where some of the hidden items are. At this point, I also switched to the hasty control scheme, and one that I tried to encourage new players to use from the start, but also soon realised that it may be too much for someone new to the game, and gave me an understanding of why it would be such a clear option in the menu. It also made me spend a moment thinking about the attention that the game must have had once it was completed regards the badges system and the speedier control system, something that made me appreciate it more, I think. I enjoyed the gameplay of this. It has a level of platforming, exploration and fulfilment that I personally find it hard to discover or get into nowadays. I also felt that the draw of unlocking Yoshi's to then play as a perfect reward for spending a lot longer on a level to search for the yarn balls. In that regard, it felt more satisfying than, say, collecting all the Yoshi coins in Super Mario Advance 2. It felt more purposeful and, I suppose if you're going for a true completion, redemption in rescuing all the Yoshis. Some of those Yoshi designs looked incredible too, the Wii U one in particular. To a point, I'd say that the majority of the challenge and fun I had with this game came in the hidden, unlockable levels once you start to mop up the items. Driven on by the joy of unlocking the Yoshis that you're rewarded with when you find the yarn balls on each level, it became a bit of a quiz between my wife and I about guessing what Yoshi you'd get once you'd accomplished it. More often than not, it would take me half an hour to find all the yarns on the later levels, which would set up for a quick Yoshi run. Like I mentioned earlier, it became a bit of a ritual playing Yoshi's Willy World for half an hour or so of an evening. I genuinely think that this is a very well-made, thought-out game, and that opinion on it will differ from person to person. This started out as a pretty, palate-cleansing game that soon turned into a quick hour game, that turned into a hard platformer collectathon, that turned into a game that I very much enjoyed. I try not to big this up to too many people, or even recommend it, for fear of people feeling let down by it. However, if I hear someone is thinking about playing it, or about to play it, I love talking to them, as I enjoyed it so much. Lovely. Yeah, we kind of mentioned these next points that I had highlighted. The score chasing, the bonus stage, the S levels, collecting all of the Yoshis. I think there are over 60, including there's a in the Japanese version, there's a Famicom Yoshi, which is exclusive, I believe. And there's also, I think, for getting everything, every wool in the game, there's like a shiny platinum Yoshi. Oh. Uh Yes, and you can, um, if you've got a yarn, Yoshi, you can save alternate designs onto the memory of the amiibo. I don't understand. Anyone? We'll never understand amiibo. <laughs> I'm not even sure that I actually, uh, well, no, that's not true. I believe I did load my pink yarn, Yoshi, in. Yeah. But I didn't do anything else with him, so I, I don't know if there's anything else that you can do with him, how that works, so. There's pages and pages of Yoshis, 60-odd Yoshis. I'm sure you can... I think the idea is that you save your alternate designs on your thing Mm. and maybe go around a friend's house and bop it onto their gamepad and then play co-op with your newly unlocked skin, maybe. That's that's my hypothesis. That's uh, that's on the bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yes, you unlock... I I found the other day when you finished the, the, the baby Bowser boss who grows into a big baby Bowser boss uh, or Bowser Jr. I should say um, 
you unlock a selection of your standard coloured Yoshis to add to all your your, uh, your many, many Yoshi designs, uh, which is nice. Joshi Hatsumitsu, again on the forum, kenarince.com slash forum, says, For me, the best way to describe my personal feelings towards Yoshi's woolly world is that in my home I have a Mega Yarn Yoshi Amiibo, plus the three variations of regular-sized woolly Yoshis, green, blue and pink, forever staring out blankly from the shells they live on. And I'll be damned if I don't find them incredibly cute and charming, and it makes my home a more pleasant place to be, and the game feels kind of the same, safe, pleasant and comforting. I wish there was a Kirby's Epic Yarn Amiibo. Oh, yeah. Well, if they did a, if they did Kirby's Epic Yarn HD oh, for the crossed. Switch, then there would be, <laughs> probably. Although it would be, it would be an outline. That's okay. I'd buy. They've, they've got, they've, <laughs> they've got Mr. Game and Watch Amiibo, True. and he is just a plastic kind of panel that you can swap <laughs> in and out. So they they could do a flat Kirby. Yeah. Amiibo. Yeah. It'd just be like a blanket like a little fabric patch. That'd be so cute. Aww. <laughs> takes me back to Activision giving away uh, if you back in the early Atari VCS days you could prove that you'd got a certain score on an Activision cartridge and uh, send off and they would send you back a stitch on badge for your denim jacket or whatever yes so 80s amazing my only entry in Gardener's Question Time was the uh, was the stage in Smash Brothers Wii U. And yes, I, I, I've been playing Smash while I, I, I complete an all-star mode of, of Smash every time I go in to play Yoshi's Woolly World. And yeah, it's true. The, the Woolly World stage of Smash doesn't look anything like as sumptuous as the actual mm-hmm. game. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, an, it's an okay stage in itself. Um, but yeah, nothing really to write home about, in my opinion. I'm never a fan of those levels where it raises up and there's just a bottomless pit mm. underneath you. Uh, yeah. Nah. Mm. Anyway, mm. <laughs> we did the smash show. Yeah. Jobo Bonobo from the forum says, uh, this is the most charming thing I've seen from Nintendo in quite some time. Who knew combining the gameplay of Yoshi's Island with the aesthetic of Kirby's Epic Yarn would work out so well? The level design is top-notch and collecting everything is legitimately quite challenging. This is a far cry from the cakewalk that was Kirby's Epic Yarn. For me, this game shows that Goodfeel can produce a challenging but fair platformer alongside the beautiful visuals that we know they're capable of. This combination proves Woolly World to be a worthy successor to Yoshi's Island. And yeah, I'd say that's, you know, that's that's high praise indeed. And that's uh, also something that we uh, will hear again in our three-word reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Caden Rince. Look out for the shout for three-word reviews on the day of recording. Don't send them in late. We can't re- we can't include them. I mean, what are you doing? Darren. Three-word reviews. Um, the King Rocker says the struggle jump. Gareth Cutliff says uh, constipation sound Yoshi. <laughs> Craig D. Craig says, my only amiibo. Simon Nelson says, not that woolly. Steve Chambers says, so yarn cute. Oh, I see what he did there. Elec Mezzo says, only worthy sequel. Andrew Brown says, friendly, fuzzy, fun. And Suits says, wonderful, woolly world. Thank you, one and all, for those. Uh, so it's time for us to summarise. Now, I suppose we should bear in mind, um, obviously, we have a discerning listenership who I know a lot of a lot of you will have multiple formats. But I also know that some people will have now sold on or packed your Wii U's away if you even ever had one. So I guess we should bear that in mind. But um, bearing that in mind, Josh, how would you summarise your Yoshi's Woolly World experience? So 
Um, I, I like uh, Yoshi's Woolly World overall. Um, there, there are a couple of things that kind of hold it back from being a, a firm favourite. Um, just the aesthetic comparison again. I, I just think they they nailed it with Epic Yarn, and I feel like this is a little bit, only a little bit mm-hmm. of a step down from Epic Yarn. And also in terms of... Um, of gameplay and and level design, I, you know, it for me this isn't as great as um, uh, Super Mario World to Yoshi's Island. I I think that game is you know that's a masterpiece level mm-hmm. um, of platforming. Um, so, but you know, with all that said, I I still think there's a lot to love here. Um, I think um, it does itself a disservice by kind of holding back some of the more creative levels until later on. Um, I think if you are playing this, just know to push through the first two worlds and then um, I think it gets a lot considerably more interesting. So yeah, if 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 you've still got your Wii U, um, I would recommend playing it and hopefully Nintendo will release a Switch version that everyone can enjoy. Thanks, Josh. Uh, Leah, next, I think, be as full as you want. We have plenty of time. <laughs> so I, I agree with a lot of what uh, Josh was saying, that I I think that it is kind of a, a little bit of um, kind of a, a step down from uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn, but only because I loved Kirby's Epic Yarn so much. Uh, if I had never played that, then this might have stood a bit higher in my estimation. Um, but as it is, I still really enjoy this game. Um, I, I didn't go for all of the collectibles, um, but I, I can certainly see how some people might be inspired to do so. Uh, these are good levels. They look great. I, I am very much a fan of the aesthetics uh, of, of the game. Um, especially I, my favorite is probably always going to be. And, and this is, this is funny because normally I'm not a huge fan of snow levels, but I love the way that the, uh, that the ice and the snow levels look in, uh, oh, in this game. Yeah. It's just, there is something about the fact that there's just this kind of puffy cotton with little sequins just kind of stuck in it to, uh, to mm, kind of give it that little sparkle. Yeah. It, it oh, just, yeah. I, I don't know what it is about that specifically, but. And, 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 and Wooly Bobble has, yes. Mountains yes. in the background. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, there's there's stuff like that. There's there are uh, just kind of these adorable little uh, these thematic tweaks that they put in here that that just at, at the same time it looks as though it's all just kind of been thrown together, but also like it's been perfectly designed to look this way. And visually, I, I mean, there there are there are some issues. Um, it it maybe isn't as I, I'll say that maybe it's not as easy as I wanted it to be, but that's not that's not to say that it was all that difficult. It's just that I part of what made Kirby's Epic Yarn so attractive to me was that it was very, very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was kind of just something I never even really had to think about. So I guess it's just kind of what you want out of the game. Um, if, yeah. if you really want it to just be kind of a floaty, I'm not paying any attention to this, I'm, you know, just having just kind of sitting back and letting the adorable wash over me um that isn't quite this although it can be i didn't really mess with the um the the mellow mode very much um so i I mean if if you set up 
your uh, your experience to be that way, then maybe you'll get that out of it if that's what you want. Uh, but there's also a perfectly competent platformer in here, and I think that's something that a lot of people uh, will be uh, will be poised to enjoy as well. Uh, so yes, if you have access to a Wii U and can track down a copy of this, I, I have no idea how difficult it is to find. I have my launch no. copy, um, mm. but yeah, I, I'm or sure. Or how much it costs. Yes, no clue, but um, I, I'm sure mm. you could probably still download it if, if all else fails. Uh, and there's the 3DS option. Yeah, well. exactly. And um, <laughs> going going through uh, the preparation for the show and then the recording, I'm actually kind of thinking that maybe I might look for a 3DS copy just to kind of check it out um but yeah i i would recommend it if um and just you know play it the way you want to play it and i think that's the best way to get the most enjoyment out of this game as with most games yeah fair i may <laughs> i may have a slightly different take on that oh. um well no but uh <laughs> darren anyway mm, yeah um so um you know my previous history with the series of yoshi kind of you know, it's kind of up and down, personally. Like, you know, I, I do. I really enjoy some Yoshi games. I really don't enjoy others for, you know, for different reasons. The N64 game being, you know, a, kind of a, a standout for me that, I, you know, oh, I don't really like it at all. But this one completely, sub, you know, kind of went against all of my opinions on previous Yoshi games and absolutely smashed it. They absolutely nailed it. And I and um, purely based on a, on a, on a gameplay... Um, and visual thing as well, but the, you know the, the, my my nitpicks for the visuals, they they do kind of cloud my judgment for the game overall because I do feel like this is a really good game. I just kind of wish it was an amazing game, but uh, you know it's one of those things, isn't it? Like uh, when when something looks so good in front of you and then it doesn't, you kind of think, oh man, this game could be this game could be perfect, and it's not, and it kind of sticks in my side a little bit. But, you know, the Wii U had so many great games that weren't played by people like Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker mm. and Kirby and the Camp and the Rainbow Curse, that, that one. That, that, these games are really, really good. And I kind of like the fact that, they're, like, like you said earlier, that they're not coming to Switch yet or ever because you kind of, you know, you reap what you sow. And, you know, if you, you, you snooze and you lose on some of these games and, you know, they're, they're always going to be there to buy secondhand. But... I do feel like I feel like I'm in some sort of weird secret club where I did play these games and not many other people did. And I'm like, no, no, you missed out on some great games. And Yoshi's Woolly World is definitely a great game. Um, and it, sh it should be played by more people. So if you've got a 3DS, maybe pick up that version because, you know, it's a more popular system. Um, based on my demo experience, it's a very competent port or version or an enhanced version i was going to ask a, you actually is it zoomed in at all or is it can you see the same amount of screen hmm, it, it, it didn't feel zoomed in okay but I, cool. I could be misremembering because that's mis one of the things they you know they often do on on handheld versions yeah. both to save on um you know uh what is processing and also to, for visibility and sometimes that absolutely kills a platformer if you can't see what's going on around you but um i guess based on the reviews and your your feelings it it's not an issue here hmm yeah, so overall, definitely play Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, even you know, even if you're not a Yoshi fan and more of a platform fan, there is definitely a game for you here because it ramps up in difficulty. If, in my opinion, quite nicely. You know, it, that's part of the reason why I don't gel with Yoshi that much in the past is because I always found those games to be too much of a, you know, how Yoshi kind of skips through levels and you know, literally skips with his hands to side. That that's kind of how I imagined 
most of the Yoshi games. Yoshi has out. hands. He, he has hands. Yes, hands, doesn't he? He's got arms. He does. <laughs> yeah, they got they got fingers. He didn't. He didn't in Super Mario World. <laughs> then he grew them for Super Mario Kart. Look, the, the 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 evolution of Yoshi check, is check a, out your amiibo. Str- you will see <laughs> that he has arms. I'm holding him right now. Yeah, no, you, it's a good point. Of course he does. Yeah, he kind of he kind of skips and he's a bit he's kind of a bit well he's kind of a bit fluffy and um, but this game definitely challenged my my fingers to you know a, a quality platform experience and definitely one you should um, seek out. Thank you. Yes, I've put myself last this time because I think I may be the most enthusiastic about Yoshi's Woolly World. Uh, I loved Kirby's Epic Yarn and I still do and I still return to it. It's, uh, it remains installed on my on the Wii po- portion of my Wii U and Yoshi's Woolly World will stay installed on my Wii U, which will stay hooked up for a long time to come. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. It's uh, one of many excellent reasons to have uh, got involved with that console. It's a delight. Uh, it's a game that actually, as uh, Tezuka wanted, he he wanted um, he wanted to make uh, Yoshi games uh, make people feel happier just by owning them. It does that. Uh, it gives me a little, um, you know, just a, just a nice little glow to think if I ever boot up that console, I can put that on and just you know, even if it's just to dabble and not try to you know do anything in particularly challenging just to be in a game and an environment and a such a, a gorgeous looking crafted world like that is is yeah it, it helps me through life that kind of thing um and it just so happens that while i agree maybe it's not uh yoshi's woolly world doesn't quite ascend the heights of ncl's uh god tier um, platformers like maybe the original Yoshi's Woolly World. There's no reason, really. Uh, Darren's obviously saying that he doesn't, uh, he, he, you know, he has some ne- negative connotations with Yoshi games. But there's no reason to think that this would have any, like previous Yoshi games by Artoon or or the team who did Yoshi Story would have any bearing on this game. This is by this is by Goodfeel, uh, set up by a former Konami developer, and. Um, who have worked on properties for Nintendo with some success in recent years. So, yeah, don't judge it by by the standards of other Yoshi games necessarily. Think of it as as another platformer that Nintendo were, um, yeah, proud and and justified in putting their badge on. And I I agree with the uh, with the with the couple of reviews that describe this as a worthy successor to the 1995 game as i say while maybe it doesn't quite ascend those heights in some ways um it does it doesn't it doesn't fall too far short from my point of view so uh yeah absolutely strong recommendation um i would personally recommend playing it on the wii u and on a you know on a high def screen because i think it looks so fantastic even with those uh slightly substandard textures that pop up from time to time i think it's an amazing looking game and yeah and a a total uh, joy so with that it remains for me leon to thank darren josh and leah as well as all of our correspondents our editor jay and to all of you for listening if you've enjoyed this podcast and our others uh, please do subscribe and rate and review tell your friends wherever else you get your podcast from do whatever that platform allows you to do in terms of being nice about us if you want but if you can spare a dollar or a little more patreon.com slash cane and rinse and as a bonus you'll get to hear every podcast 
a week earlier than you would otherwise, and you get a little exclusive monthly mini-cast with me and Jay and news from behind the scenes and generally the world of Cane and Rinse. It's a lot of fun. Now, next time, in issue 310, we ascend aloft Columbia's Angel Wings in our Bioshock Infinite podcast. <laughs>